0: All right, we are back in full effect in the Detroit is different podcast studios. And today is something real special, as I'm sure a lot of people are getting more and more excited about the movie industry that exists in the city of Detroit. The independent movie industry, where a lot of people that I've met over the years in hip hop have transitioned right into films. A lot of independent films. Almost if you go on. Amazon Prime Video right now, you type in Detroit movies, you're going to do on a deep dive into like Different narratives told about the city of Detroit, definitely some hood tales of street life and then it's even romance. But then it's also some very interesting stories being told that are creative. And one of the people behind a lot of these interesting creative stories and a risk taker, uh, someone that's an entrepreneur, someone that is very creative is the man I'm interviewing today. Mr. Darren Brown, how are you feeling today? What's
1: going on with you, man? All is all is well, man. All is well. Living a dream.
0: Okay, living, living a dream, a dream is uh, <laughs> a dream. that is uh, a heck of an expression yeah, when we yeah. think about uh, what a dream is like. Definitely, so let's kind of get a little bit into unpacking the usual Detroit is different story. Your people, man, uh, how did you come about coming to Detroit? Your people, what what was it that led your family to come to Detroit?
1: Uh, well, my family, my family, uh, for the most part, as far as the generations that I can remember, uh, my family has always been here. You know what I mean? My, okay. Uh, my grandmother currently resides down south. So, of course, everybody's family came from down, from down south. Great migration Whereabouts? story. Uh, right now she's in uh, Tallahassee, the uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Florida. Yep, yeah, yep, man. Yep. So, um, but, you know, uh, the origins of everybody is down south, Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Down in those areas, deep down south. So um, uh, my mother, uh, we've always been in there. I grew up on Seven Mile uh, my whole life. Okay, uh, now when
0: people say they grew up on Seven Mile, it's, it's weird because it'll be a person like like a block away from Eight Mile and say they' from Seven Mile. So let me tell and you, and then it'd be a person like a block away from <laughs> Six Mile, and they be like, "I'm Seven Mile down too." So
1: Where me, was you at? I'm. I'm. Let me tell you, man. So I'm Seven Mile between Southfield and Greenfield.
0: Ah. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Out of driving Seven Mile. Okay. Three blocks off Seven Mile.
0: Okay. So, like, you so, really were so one seven, of the people I'm, that I'm was Seven, seven mile.
1: mile. Right. Exactly. It wasn't
0: like a, I went to my cousin that lived no, off of Seven Mile. No.
1: Miles. <laughs> no. I'm, I grew up on Seven Mile. Built more than Seven Mile. So, you wow. know what I'm saying? From the gas station on uh, Ferguson where all the stuff happened. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, hip-hop shop, uh, all that. So, you know, that was my that was my stomping grounds.
0: Yeah. Hip-hop shop was over that way. Yep. Uh, we think about the Ebony Showcase line. Definitely Definitely, definitely,
1: definitely have New Showcase Lounge, man. Uh, it's still there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe it. Not that long ago, I mean, things still happen in there.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I was about yeah, to say, yeah. things still happen in there, man. Yeah.
1: I mean, Greenfield intro vest, man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I was all throughout there, man, When before the Burger King was there on the corner of Greenfield, mm. before all that, man, the old buildings. I remember what it used to look like. Seven Mile. I remember when, when the Pistons won championship, man, and 7 Mile was just packed, man. Drag races on how to drive, all that stuff. So you know.
0: All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about that because that's what we talk about. We always start with like the foundation story. So Mm -hmm. you said that was your neighborhood growing up. Like that's what you remember, even as a kid.
1: Even as a kid. So I mean, originally uh, where I live was on uh, Glen and Hamilton. So okay. Over there Calvert, Collinwood So that's know. like this neighborhood That's a bit exactly like the, this neighborhood the right. central,
0: You went from like a central neighborhood yeah, yeah, To yeah. a, that would be Henry Ford neighborhood That's store. right, that's right okay. But
1: you know when I was over there man I, I only lived there until I was probably about uh, I'm going to say 7 or 8
0: So you really didn't like, you know but you, you were still kind of playing hide but I'm and gonna seek tell, and, I'm going to tell you man, you know what's you so know? crazy
1: about that man I mm-hmm. have a lot of memories of things that I used to do man And uh, I remember when they were, um, I think they were fixing the Lodge Freeway, man. Mm -hmm. We would jump over, jump on the Lodge, play on Uh. the Lodge. (laughs) Like, we would just do some crazy shit as kids, man. Man. And, And I remember because back in the day, man, your mother let you out. The minute you woke up, man, your mother let you out the house and you just had to be back before the street lights came on. So you was out there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like people wasn't, you know, things wasn't happening. Things was happening. But, you know, you allowed your kid to be a little bit more freer. And they just they just learned in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it was. So different time and uh, way different time. Uh,
0: as we sit in this, my grandma's old house uh, where the America's first freeway to Davidson was built. It's pictures yeah. of my mom before she passed mm-hmm. where she was playing. As they were building the Davidson Freeway, yeah, so it's yeah, interesting, yeah. like that you talk about it because yep. it's like they bring all this stuff in, yep. you know. Yep. And this yep. is definitely before my time because I'm rethinking to myself. I was probably around, but just so young, mm-hmm. I don't remember them really getting in the guts of the lodge
1: anytime. Um, yeah, and I want to say, man. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, uh, not say the right thing man but i want to say they was like doing the lodge at that point or Mm. you know what i'm saying i don't Mm -hmm. know how long the lodge been in existence but yeah i remember it was closed and it was repaving or possibly built i mean i don't know know but it wasn't like your usual like potholes or patches no man it was a brand new and because it was so funny because when we hopped on the freeway uh the walls were so high that we had to run up the uh, off-ramp to get back <laughs> up to the street, so you know what I mean. But it was it was fun times, man. Like I said, it was simpler mm-hmm. times, man. It was it was fun times. It was safer times, you know. So yeah, man, I enjoyed doing that. But then I uh, made the transition to my mother. We moved on Biltmore, mm-hmm. um, so you know I went over there, at Newton Winship, then uh, graduated from Henry Ford High School '97.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about that that area. Your your mom. What mm-hmm. uh what would your parents do? What what was their professions? What they do by so day? So
1: my mother my mother uh man, my mother did a lot of stuff, man. My mother uh you know sold clothes and then eventually got into the medical field as a bill of, uh, biller, uh coder biller. Okay, so I
0: mean? she was a little bit of a hustler. Definitely, definitely a lot, had, a, hustler. Oh, <laughs> a lot of bit of a hustler. A lot of okay. bit of a man, okay. my mother okay. made sure mm-hmm.
1: my mother made sure that I had all the finest things you know what hmm. i'm saying like we of course we lived in the same house everybody else lived in two-bedroom right. you know what i'm saying if you was lucky your basement was good so that mm-hmm. was extra room you know um
0: so you was but, a kid with a starter jacket basically
1: yeah man my mother and it was so crazy <laughs> because my, my mother worked at latents she worked at the clothing store all that stuff was coming man so she would make sure that i had everything but mm-hmm. i can say i can say uh you know what i'm saying honestly like i mean i had a paper all day at 11. Wow. So, you know what I'm saying? So I was working. She was working when she would go and work. You know, I would take care of my little sister. Um, So, you know, it was it was it was definitely a collective unit. And then my stepfather came into my life when I was 13, who uh, acted as my father up until now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's my man. So uh, what uh, what
0: did what work did he do? He worked
1: at Sibley's, man. Oh the yeah, shoe and store. I, yeah, I worked at Sibleys. I mean, oh, you know what I'm saying. The yeah, shoe he worked. Store. He worked at Sibleys, wait, wait, man. Wait, wait, so. we gotta
0: we <laughs> gotta break this down because a lot of people don't know about Sibleys. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just interviewing uh, someone else, Reverend uh, George Young the Third. Okay, where yeah, his yeah. dad was a manager at the Sibleys off uh, Woodward and uh, like yeah, West Woodward and Adams. Yep.
1: Yeah, because I mean they would had a huge shoe shell, uh, shoe shoe sales there. So mm-hmm. uh, it was and uh, that job, man. It taught me a lot as a kid because, man, I would go to school and I would, keep my, uh, I would put my suit because you had to wear a suit if you worked at Sibley's. Mm. And if you wanted to make money, you had to sell shoes. Mm. So I would put my suit uh, on a hanger. Yeah. Uh with my little put it in my little uh suit protector whatever, uh, garment bag. Yeah. And uh put it on my backpack and uh, I'll be on a bus, man, holding the bus, holding the rails with my little suit on, you uh-huh. know, in the back and yeah. go to work, man. And uh I will work from when I got off work maybe four and I think at that time Sibley's probably closed at nine o'clock, bro yeah so, so you
0: b- basically had one of them i had a job like that at taco bell it wasn't as prestigious as Sibley's, <laughs> right right like, right it's right, different when see, you oh, got man
1: it was Sibley's was a different monster yeah, man it's, it's if you worked at Sibley's, you got, it was like <laughs> yeah you know, sour yeah.
0: cream and, and yeah. tomato on your on yes. your outfit you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. had to have a job but it's right. like ah this is killing me
1: yep yep so man i did mm-hmm. that man and uh you know, like, to be honest, man, we was all a working family, man. I had to get out there and hustle at a very young age, man. Mm. When I was, like I said, when I was 11, I was paper out. And after I was old enough to work at the grocery store, I used to work at Greenfield Plaza, which is now, I think, a CVS or something. Mm. Worked there. After I uh, uh, left there, I started working at Sibley's, stayed at Sibley's. Uh, I would do even up until most recently, man, no matter what kind of job I had, I would still put resumes out. Like, even if I didn't need a job.
0: So you were still, like, (laughs) fishing just to have the opportunity available if needed. Just better, man. Just better
1: because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you work for people, man, and uh, people, you're a number. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People don't appreciate you like they, it's always somebody who's above your job to act like they appreciate you. So the bigger corporation, so you just don't feel a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just do better. I'm going to get better all the time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like, don't ever just. Like, stop looking because it's always something that's better, that pays more. that Yeah, opportunities, man. You just never stop looking for opportunities, man, especially in this day and age. You can't.
0: So so in, in this whole era, and Sibley's is unique, like being the shoe store was because mm-hmm. I lived next door to somebody I was a manager at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, getting rock ports. Yeah. And it's like... Rockport seemed to I don't know what it was Like a relationship Between Rockport's And Sibley's shoes Because mm-hmm. It would be so many And like If people don't know Like I, I think Reebok may have Bought Rockport or something yeah, But for a you, while And then
1: nobody Had on Rockport's <laughs> Like yeah, nobody rocked Rockport's yeah. But
0: for a while Like the Rockport Poor walkers Like people Shh. The way people Like the Kohans now is like People was like Rockport right.
1: Pro-Walkers Was $125 uh, <laughs> And then you had The Rockport <laughs> Gore-Tex That came You know what I'm saying The boots And it was 190 $95. And oh, we talking man. about we talk about back in ninety-five, six, and seven, you know, two hundred dollars yeah. for a
0: pair of boots. But cats going Ooh. to school when people say, Hey, you gotta dress up or anything Ooh. halfway formal, you was pulling out the rock
1: porch. Pro walkers. Yeah, you had the pro walkers, those man, and they was known for the Stacey Adams, and they was also, you know what I'm saying, known for the hush puppies too. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, man, it was like, and we had, I think we got like, I wanna say 40 or 60% off
0: of them or something like that. Oh, man. So you And, almost and, they, could... used to have,
1: and they used to have sales that, you know what i said. we would just put the shoes up until they went on sale until they had, like, the sidewalk. <laughs> so the mugs be deep discounted. So we had, like, man, I had all the shoes. Like, all the shoes. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah
0: man. Yeah. Uh, the first pair of Shaqs just because my mom wanted to support him. She caught me those. Yeah. And people... It's like Shaq's career, like I was explaining, has changed and transitioned so much. Yeah. But, like, when Shaq first... Came in the league when I talked to young people, you got to almost imagine Shaq was, I'm like, everything y'all think Zion Williamson was, yeah. Shaq was that time's like
1: five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Shaq was, Shaq was. I mean, on the level of, I would say at one particular time, Shaq was on the level of Jordan as he far was. as notoriety. You yeah, know yeah. What I saying? mean, like, even to
0: this day, like he's, yeah. he's leveraged his celebrity more amazingly than I would have ever
1: guessed it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, he's a good uh, uh, entrepreneur man, and you know he. I think he and never and uh, his personality didn't come out when when he was in the years and we didn't realize how funny he was nah. until later years. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah man, he's he's made a great name for himself, and like you said, man, those is those particular those particular shoes and stuff, man. They just they just part of the culture, man. Yeah, that, those jobs, those shoes. Yeah, I saw. Y'all saw stories. so many grand heels. Oh yeah, man, Gray Hills. Yeah, man, we I mean, they would get they would get everything, man, and it was just like and you got to uh, and you got to realize that every every person who worked there end up being like somebody prominent. You know what I'm saying? Later on in uh like I just know people who was managers that went on to be like you know, politicians and this that it's like Sibley's just gave everybody the opportunity to just be more than what it was. You know, what they a shoe salesman. So it was like, man, there's a lot of people out here, man. I can always tell you, man. I used to work for Sibley's, and you'd be like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. So it was a good, it was a good company to work for, man.
0: All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about being so young working in a company like that because it's yeah. different than a lot of cats. You know, I worked at Burger King too. I've had right, a right. lot of jobs that young people like, man you know really f this job right, jobs right, but right, right. Ha- being a young person taking on a job where it's grown grown folks yeah in yeah. this position and you have the same position what was that like being young in that space and then you also kind of got the pressure of your dad over your back too so it's yeah, not like yeah, yeah. you know you can't you know so, you, you can't slack like
1: the next guy maybe so you know. it was it was funny because my father man he was he was basically he was basically the man there and i'm gonna tell you like our right, my um my uncle, you know, my father's uncle, our uncle. Mm-hmm. He was he was vice president of Sibley's. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So, so you know what I'm saying? Like when we when uh when we when I start working there, man, it was just one of those things where Sibley's kind of like gave you the opportunity to kind of like run your own business in a way. Hmm. Like he was responsible for everything. You know what I'm saying? Give an example. Uh, so, like you were just responsible for inventory. You had to call. You had to replenish your own inventory. Hmm. You had to make sure everybody was there. Um, it just gave you a lot more liberties, like because everything was manual. You wrote everything. Like if shoes was missing, they had their own. They had their own truck system. You know what I'm saying? So you had to be responsible for a lot of things. Um, Unlike now, man, you know everything is uh, automated. Uh, automated, you know, automatic too. replenishment, this, that, and the other. So, if your store was going down, it was completely your fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't blame anybody else. So, you know what I'm saying? The working. like I said, they Siblings was just kind of like an island of business upon itself. You know, everybody knew everybody. If you needed help, you had to call people. You just needed your store to run properly, and they paid. They paid decently if you was out there selling. They appreciated the people who work for them and everything. So it was fun, man. It was fun. but you And know. being
0: young, like, in positions like that is, it adds wrinkles to your character. I yeah, 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 Because, definitely, like, you definitely. know, I remember the first job where it's like, damn, I'm working with, like, grown-ass people. But, like, for real. And not, like, the grown person. Like, you know, when you work fast yeah. food, most yeah. fast food places yeah. got, like, they got, like, a real stressed-out person that right. probably is, like, the manager, and you know why they there. And, and, and they got yeah, somebody yeah. And they abused the narcotic yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do all the cleanup care. stuff you don't care. want. And that you know. was the
1: difference, because everybody who worked at Sibley's, you had to be dressed nice. Yeah. Like, people, all, all of them look like managers. All of us was mm-hmm. in there walking around with suit and ties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, doing doing it old school, looking like, yo, we're, we're, we're unified. Which taught me, um, and it go back to what you say, when you was like, yo, grown people, man, I remember when I was graduating high school, man, I had a teacher. And uh, he, you know, at the time, I think we were 17 or something. He probably was 27, maybe, which is a young teacher, you know what I'm saying, 28. And I remember he told me, man, we was about to graduate, and he said, man, you're going to graduate, and you're going to be competing with niggas like me. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He was a young black he was cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was yeah. like, yo, when you get out of here, you're going to be competing with niggas like me. And I thought to myself, damn, man, he got a car, a house, and everything, man. I ain't doing it. Oh. Then you graduate, and then you realize, oh, man, you know, everybody Everybody has life choices, man. So the 100% you think when you graduate you're going to have to compete with, you probably on there competing with 40% of people. And you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just You just really get a heavy dose of life when you— get outside of that bubble of popularity and you know what I'm saying, you're doing everything, uh, the same thing every day, just just trying to mm-hmm. advance, just trying to get a beat, just trying to pass a class. Now you can get a beat, just pass mm-hmm. a class. Yeah. Now when you ain't got no classes and you got all the free time in the world, yeah. what you gonna do with all that? Mm-hmm. Not now Not nobody is giving you your goals anymore. Cause when you're in school, the only goals that you get is just get out of here. But once you get out of here, Who's giving you your goals? You go to college, don't nobody give you your goals. No. You have to figure out what you mm-hmm. want your goals to be. So the responsibility was kind of uh instilled in me early. You know what I'm saying? And
0: let's let's unpack that a little bit. As you said, your mom was always hustling. So she yeah. had entrepreneurial spirit and and then the hustle spirit. Because I look at when 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 I explain hustling, like some people think this selling dope. Yeah. And my definition of the difference between like uh, like hustling is like a lick, meaning that yeah. it's money that's going to come fast. Mm-hmm. You you have to be on the pulse of what the people want mm-hmm. and you got to know how to move it. Yeah. Like, so you have to have good, the gift of gab. You have to yeah. also have a heck of a network and mm-hmm. you also have to um, be able to to maneuver in that space. Right. Whereas businesses are playing when I think 5, 10, 20, 15, you know, like right. years down the line. Right, right, a right, A hustle right, right. usually at most right is, in there. Yes. It's, it's
1: like let's get. So I'm going to say I'm going to say one thing like my mother my mother and we are like you said um hustling is such a opinionated.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phrase, How you define. You know, it. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: definitely. So I would say to be honest like my mother my mother she hustled just to make the next day better than the last day. I got you. You know what The I'm extras saying? on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and if we mm. and if we so happen to hit a leg you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, to be honest, like win the lottery. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like get a couple extra hundred dollars or something. Yep. It was it was it was for the house.
0: Or know the person that hit the lottery, but yeah, paperwork ain't straight, so they need your yeah. ID. But this yeah, happens yeah, if the, you got that type of network. Right, you know right, exactly.
1: Saying? So you know. know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't I couldn't imagine exactly what she went through because you yeah. know, I was a kid. But I do know that her motivation was me and my sister. Mm. You know what I'm saying. And things got easier when my when my uh, when my uh, father came along. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying. My stepfather came along. But like before, it was like, yo, she just trying to make it better than the next day. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying. A Couple bumps and bruises that I can remember as a kid. But like we still stay. She still made sure that you know what I'm saying. We was happy and we. She she got everything she get. It was like never a, a no. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that right there, you it's it's two it's two ways that can go. You can be spoiled by it or you can be motivated by it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? By trying to give your kid the things that they want. So it's like when she gave me all the things that I wanted, it was like I can't go back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't not do certain and you know what i'm saying and it's expectations behind certain things that you you just want to make sure that you stay there because if you don't stay there then what did your mother work for yeah if you don't do that then you know what i'm saying she got out here you know our whole thing is closed like me and my family we just full of clothes you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's our thing. so it's like man i can't come out here and be misrepresented when my mother you know Took me somewhere and she was like, "Oh, you graduating? What you want? Oh, I want a Versace shirt. Mm. Oh, we going to get this Versace shirt. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? No okay. matter what was going on, we are going to get this shirt you okay. want. You know? So, so, so I,
0: that just leads. I got I got um, two other questions for you after uh-huh. you finish yep. this co- comment. Yep. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, go ahead. All right. So if you was Versace for graduation, what yeah. was you wearing for prom? What, what type of gators did you have on? For so, prom so or it, the, the, the
1: the funny <laughs> thing. The funny thing about that is. I was still a, a modest, so when you say, the, when I say the Versace shirt, of course mm. you envision the, the collar and the Versace I, line. I think Tupac, and, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking no, Tupac. No, at, no, no. Uh,
0: you know what I'm saying? And so the, my
1: Versace shirt, you know. my Versace shirt <laughs> was just a little cashmere blue. It wasn't even cash, I'm sorry, it wasn't cashmere, but it was just like, it was a certain cotton. It was a certain knit, and it just had little Versace heads on it,
0: and hmm. that was me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I didn't
1: want to come out like, oh, like everybody else, like Mm -hmm. everybody else was.
0: Yeah, you did not look like uh, Biggie in the hypnotized No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you,
1: even if I, even when I look back at my pictures, man, like, I was wearing full suits to homecoming and Mm. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So you
0: had gear, because, see, that's the thing. I think sometimes when we think about fashion wrinkles, and I didn't know this conversation was going to get there. But, like, if you, if you hit the nail on the head so much of that era like it stands out a whole lot more Like I got I got some pictures where I'm in an iceberg shirt Where it's like oh, Yeah an iceberg oh, shirt. Yeah 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 But you know like, what's so funny about that you know,
1: Cause you had the iceberg shirt And it probably had the Bugs Bunny Yeah And the it it. Yeah, And I had the iceberg shirt That was the iceberg shirt And it just had the little iceberg on
0: it See exactly You know what I'm saying like- <laughs> I had something where people be like Oh yeah that, they yeah, could, yeah They can yeah, damn yeah, their yeah. time date yeah. My uh <laughs> Yeah yeah like can time could-
1: date my fubu Like oh yeah That's See, that's that Albert
0: fubu That was I,
1: 2002 And one of the things about that that was, and it's funny that we talking about fashion. I one of the things about that was when I did it, I didn't want it to look trendy because I still want. I mean, yeah, you know, you spend 200 dollars on Versace shirt. You, you want to wear this more than like that one time.
0: Yeah, or Whereas, that one year. Shit, you, well, both. <laughs> you yeah, know because like you, you wear, uh, you know, you get the gaudy Versace. <laughs> you wear that one time. It's like like when um uh, when I when I borrow one of my dad's coochie sweaters and wore it to homecoming. It's yeah. like damn, I can't never
1: wear this ever you again because because you know what happens? Because if somebody the same person you wear it twice, they gonna be like, damn, you always wear that sweater. It's like it's <laughs> only my second time. Like you just don't happen to be at the same. But you spot remember with me. it. Yeah, yeah, You remember it because it's, it's such the a coochie. You know piece? what I'm mean? saying? Like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn, you know I ain't always wear that goddamn yeah, sweater. Man, it's man, like no, I'm not. This <laughs> is <just> that <laughs> I had it on twice, man. <laughs> Whereas if you go,
0: it, I, it took a while. Like I had to get older, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm, you exhaust, mm-hmm. especially like hip hop influences. You, yeah, you
1: yeah. like, yo,
0: yo, yeah. let me get them lime green wallabies, yeah, I'm yeah, like he's yeah, like, like, right, right. talking like, about it. Now and then I, I like, see like, you in
1: the wallabies and outfit twice. I'm like, like damn, you let that rest. Like you still listening to that Iron Man, yeah, ain't you? Yeah, <laughs> damn man. Alright,
0: yeah, go up. space. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Whereas if other, I'd you went know they got other a, colors, bro. Yeah,
0: if I'd have went with like a like a like a brown, an uh, earth tone, you would have never known. A black or brown, you yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah. You would have never. That,
1: and that was me. Like it was mm-hmm. like okay, man. Like you know, oh man, let me get something that's that stands out to the people who know. But don't necessarily stand out to the people who and not you know what and, I'm and that's even
0: another layer of fashion. Shout out to my homegirl Erin with uh, Orleans and Winder. It's a shop that she does real high think, end yeah, fashion, like like where you go in there and you almost think like, "Damn, is this the same black shirt over and over again?" But it's certain nuances of all that's those shirts, and it's like, why is this woman's shirt? 300 i right. just i, I right. just got it, love for aaron yeah, so it's yeah. like i've copped stuff for like homegirls and stuff just yeah. because i got love for aaron right but it's the small nuances that that's it's like thing. okay yeah that that <laughs> is that's a 500 hundred dollar t-shirt yeah, yeah, where yeah, like yeah. now I, I go places and i see and it's like okay I see, yeah I, yeah I, I see i've, I've just more were. so been
1: i just more so you know. been heavy into the way uh things lay on me structured pieces mm. like you know what i'm saying my wife she uh she likes a certain look and certain things that structure, whereas before it was just like, oh, I just need a whole bunch of different shirts. Now it's just kind of like, no, nah, I just like this shirt. I just like the way things feel on me now. You know what I'm saying? You get mm-hmm. older and you just be like, yo, thing, Now you fighting the, the functional and the practical and the fashion, whereas before it was just the fashion. You'd be like, damn, these, these shoes might hurt, but uh, now it's like, no, yeah. like, nah, man, this, this. Yep. Oh, you got that size? Okay, uh, you ain't got an extra yeah. large. All right, give me I the told, large. Then a, like, as a as a nah. Detroit, as
0: a <laughs> as a man that's 38, I think at like. I think maybe 32. Yeah. That was the last time I bought a pair of Air Force One. I'm like, this yeah. is an uncomfortable shoe. There you go. It creases and it breaks down. It is the flyest, like, almost like every summer, I it was like, yeah. give me some more whites. Mm-hmm. Bam. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. like uh, no, you know, it is oh, like not $100, one. yeah. $120, $150, yeah. $160, 100, yeah. I don't give a damn, $175. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, all right, how many times am I going to go through buying this shoe when I know?
1: How many times you wear a white Really, you so can only wear times? them.
0: Three. It, yeah, yeah, three. It one, you walk it wipe flat it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, one, wipe it off. Now the thread's a little dirty in it. <laughs> you walk now in you it. wear it again. And yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, because yeah, I, like, I used to wear Chucks, man. I used to wear Chucks all the time. Then I realized, damn, Chuck ain't get and Chucks ain't get comfortable till they sold them to Nike. Yeah. So like I used to wear yeah, Chucks. Yeah, it's like, like you walking walk walk on concrete. Not man. It's like shit. you walking
0: on concrete with them. Chucks, them I wore Chucks a yeah.
1: long time ago. That's why I can't believe how people wear Uggs. I mean, not Uggs, but uh. What's the other joints? Um, Crocs. Yeah, the Crocs. Yeah. Man, I can mm-hmm. never, I can never rock a pair of Crocs, man. Yeah. That shit, crazy.
0: Um, I mean, and, and this is what's so unique even about the detail because, like I said, you're in the film, but it just shows like fashion and colors, like yeah. attention to detail is very important mm-hmm. with film. And that kind of leads me into that. Like, even when you were a kid, were you always like, did you watch a movie and unpack it differently than the average person? Like, you know, I watch Coming to America and it's like, OK, this is funny. Yeah. Like, were you one of those people that was watching a film, like taking it deeper? Were you like at, at you know, Southfield City all day when you was a kid type person or like? Nope. I watched yeah. the
1: film like regular people. Like everybody. I still so, do.
0: So what was it that triggered? I want to do this.
1: Uh, writing. Mm. So, uh, and I tell this story all the time. And I had a friend, and he came up to me and he's like, Oh, man, uh, I wrote a screenplay. It was in high school. Huh. I'm like, you wrote a screenplay.
0: Yeah. So,
1: I, was, I mean, to be honest, when I was in high school, I used to write because I wanted to go to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. So, I used to always write, but never just thought to write a screenplay. You know what I mean? So, I remember he came, he's like, Man, I write a screenplay. So, I'm like, You wrote a screenplay. So, I just thought to myself, like, Nah, if this nigga can write a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I know I can because this yeah. nigga ain't the brightest. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. So yeah, yeah. that kind of what that kind of moved me. And then when I started writing, it I was like, "Yo, like, okay, cool." Um, so by design, you know, you have to go and you have to try to get it made so okay I, now
0: let's stop just with mm, writing it alone mm, as a as a high schooler as a teenager right, right. uh what what did you do because back then the, the internet wasn't what the internet is now like how did you learn did you go to the library or did you just like take a crack at looking at other scripts and, yep. and even doing so, something like that right back pre-internet being what it is Shit, it, it, it was wasn't a, it difficult wasn't
1: like google it wasn't like i mean yeah, yeah. i think i think back in the day the only reason people got computers was for like black planet bro <laughs> yeah you well, know what i like, to be in chat rooms like, and that
0: was even you said you graduate in 97 that mean black planet was more like it was still startup that was like yeah yeah you yeah, know what yeah. i'm saying so yeah, pull it up the
1: script may take you like 40 minutes yeah so when i got a computer man like my grandmother bought me a computer she sent it to me i'm like yeah this is this is the start of something so uh she sent me a computer man and it was just like Yo, I'm just writing I'm just writing a script on notes or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. not even knowing that it's programs that you can write a script on. But back mm-hmm. in the day, man, like to get programs, you weren't downloading programs off the internet. You nah. was literally going somewhere, going buying store, it, buy it, hoping it, waiting for it, it to yeah. go in the mail, getting the disc out, loading it. You got the program. So for 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 maybe about a couple of years from what I can remember, I was just writing. I was just typing on a computer you know what i'm saying Hmm. what i wanted it to say what i wanted to do and i probably looked up you know what i'm saying because one of the things was formatting yeah how to format it how to format something so man i'm like i don't have a program how to format so i'm gonna just look on how it look and then i'm gonna just space my way through it space tab 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 okay Mm -hmm. name in the middle dialogue right here okay that look about right okay cool 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 it's a a screenplay so i wrote something man and uh you know my first film was a just writing about, you know, you, you figure you young, you know what I'm saying, you halfway decent looking, pretty cute girls like you, you know something about love, mm-hmm. real love story, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that's kind of how it started, man. It was like I was going to get it done by any means necessary because this is what kept my interest.
0: And what age are you are you senior is what how
1: old are no, you? no as a matter of fact i'm out of high school at this point okay I'm out of about, high school. yeah i'm probably about 20 years probably 19 19, 19 so still really young still young man still really young, young, still young.
0: 19 yeah. and with a dream of producing a film and i don't even know who a point of reference is for you at that point in time in detroit
1: okay so okay um so i i didn't even know i mean i'm writing film and i'm watching film regularly you know what i'm saying i ain't looking forward to the art of it i'm just looking over for the entertainment value you yeah know what I'm saying? because that's the most important part of the film to be yeah. honest the entertainment value of yeah. it like you cannot watch a film and just throw away the entertainment value you still mm-hmm. got to entertain you know what i'm saying no matter how deep you want to go into it you still got to make something that people can understand and relate to you know what i mean yeah. so um at the time i think uh so this was the thing i didn't idolize anybody on tv for doing mm-hmm. film it was all the people that was tangible to me that I can go learn from, talk to, shake hands with. So uh uh at that particular point in time, it was nobody
0: yeah, that's that I, was I knew
1: of that's when I, I did thinking. my first movie. So um but it was it was people. So you
0: actually shot your first movie.
1: Yeah. Shot What's my the first name? Movie. What's the name? Uh so the name was it was In Love with Lust. In Love with Lust. In Love with Lust, man. Okay.
0: So. How how uh how big of a, uh, for most people that know, it, it's a heck of an undertaking in filmmaking, especially for young ones. Yeah. Uh, especially then. Because, like, you know, it's almost hard to think that the internet wasn't what it is now where right. you can, you know, like, put mm-hmm. stuff up and, you know what I'm saying. You can go on Instagram Live like, hey, we need some extras for this. Oh, no, yeah, 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 sure, You know, sure. come on out. Like, back then, you had to, like, really be like, hey, so make sure y'all show up at this time.
1: Because I think at the time, man, it wasn't really, like... Man, um, no, it was kind of, I think that may have been, when I did my first movie, it wasn't at 20, I just wrote the script at 20 around. Okay. But I probably didn't start doing the movie till about 22 23.
0: okay but still yeah, that's yeah it was like still the I mean start technology of still where things yeah, are yeah, going yeah, and, like it was more active but then you still had people on the fence like I don't know if I'm ever gonna trust somebody off the internet like, oh yeah,
1: yeah 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 <laughs> I remember at that particular point in time <laughs> if you met somebody on the internet you was embarrassed to tell them that <laughs> 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 remember like yeah. it was like you met you met him in a chat room you're a weirdo you yeah, know what exactly. I saying like people were still, like, still weird about is, the internet back in the day yeah like you knew that you don't even know how she look because i yeah, remember you yep. used to be you used to be in the chat room you'd be like send a picture they'd be like i gotta upload it and yeah it was yep. just nobody had a picture because they couldn't no. upload it didn't know yeah. how to it was yeah. just weird at that time you, had to, and it, dice, yeah. yeah, you had, had to go scan put it in you
0: know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 exactly. it was like getting a passport id yeah definitely definitely like mm-hmm. that
1: yeah. so um uh i knew i knew i wanted to make a movie um didn't have the money to make a movie and
0: that's the other thing so like even without without resources how much of a cast did you have
1: so, so this is what I did. And, um, uh, you know, filmmakers go back a long way. So uh, I partnered up with Rocky Black. So mm. I don't know Rocky Black and Janelle, they do films here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I partnered up with Rocky Black. Janelle wasn't doing films at the time, but mm-hmm. Rocky was. And I uh, gave him the script. And Rocky was like, yo, I want to play. And I was like, yo, you can be the main character, too. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So it was invested interest in it. So this we, is
0: almost like the Dolanite movie. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely, definitely. So so then at that point, cr- crew, because cast mm-hmm. and crew are just as important. If mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. crew may be more important than mm-hmm. cast. Mm-hmm. But how did you go about getting your crew? And the crew, for everybody that knows, that's the people. The, so crew is a lot of people. When I first shot my first music video, yeah. so you need lighting, you need gaffers, yeah. you need sound techs, you need obviously a videographer, like the right. video person yeah, that, right, that's right, on right. camera people. You need, uh, uh, you know you probably need like a a, a production like a, 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 a like a site manager that organizes making sure we're going to be here and where
1: food at prob- and all of that stuff you probably need all that but all we had was a camera
0: hilarious <laughs> Hilari- hilarious at the time you hilarious. probably did need all
1: that but at the time we just had a camera hilarious. i don't even think we had a boom mic we ain't had none of that stuff because it was like and the camera camera y'all had on. like the
0: camcorder so let me tell you
1: what we had no we had we had a good camera now so okay. we had we had a uh we had a panasonic uh gl2 Uh, Gl yeah, Gl two at the time, which Mm -hmm. was a small compact camera. It was it was the best camera that was out for prosumers at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I believe, man, this is how'd you get the camera? You bought it? Yeah, Rocky did. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Hey, or or maybe I think. I don't know if I had it, and then Rocky was like, "Yo, cause we had one," and then I think Rocky got a bought a better one. Okay. And I think he brought that maybe second day of shooting. I wish I wish he was here so we could talk. About. Okay. Uh, and I think he bought that one second day of shooting, so we was like, "All right, cool. This is a better camera." So, so this we is thought what we gonna you use. So we gonna use this, uh-huh. and um, yeah, man. And then we just shot it through. Uh, you know, the crew was Dakia, uh, uh, Rocky, um, Janette. I think Janette helped out. Quite a few times because mm-hmm. she was uh, supporting her husband at the time, but now yep. Janea is the one who's doing all the movies now. Yeah. So, um, her and Rocky, and um, uh, man, it was a couple of other people, and I, you know, I tell this story, and I don't want to forget nobody, but it was so long ago. But um, all of us, man, I mean, everything that we did, we would just call and be like, "Yo, we want to come and shoot a movie." We was using our own houses, using mm. other people's houses, uh, you know, and it was a script that was just kind of like, yeah. Gorilla yep. filmmaking yeah we, we were just out here and so so that? you shot it uh-huh.
0: and now and this is always a tough thing how did you go about editing it
1: so uh man, how did we go about editing i don't even remember who edited it. because i was gonna one. say taking it from tape that was a whole different type of error so let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you and i'm i'm gonna probably just give him the credit i don't know if it i'm probably just give him the credit because Mm. that was the only editor that i knew back in the day so how we met was uh i had a friend i went to specs howard Mm. and my friend was like yeah man you make movies because you know word got around that i made movies or whatever yeah he was like you make movies so he was like i was like yeah so he was like man my boy is an editor Mm. so we like oh he's an editor so we like Okay, yeah. man. Like, what kind of what kind of editing is he doing? Or you know what I'm saying? Because at the time, but he's like, no, my boy is like an editor, and he edits for uh, he edits for uh, Channel Seven. Mm-hmm. So we was like, yo, whoa, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you actually know what you're doing. You in the business. Yeah. So I met him, uh, Ken Baker, mm-hmm. Ken Baker, my man. So uh, I met him and. Uh, Nicest guy, bro He like Yeah, I do this And that and the other Whatever the case may be mm. I don't think that I don't think that Was in love with Les though I'm thinking that's probably Project 313 Because I know for sure He edited Project 313 Which is uh-huh. my next film But um, This one, man I think That's how we met And that's how I obtained An editor mm. um, Because I ain't know I ain't know nothing, so, man So like, for
0: nothing. people For people listening Right now Just so that you know As much as the internet Has changed Over the past We say 20 years hmm Editing software for audio and video has exponentially become way better and way easier for, I don't want to say do it yourself, but for a lot of. Prosumer.
1: Yeah, pro-sumer. exactly. Yeah, pro-sumer. You
0: can you yeah. can do because back then when we had tape machines, because I went to, you know, uh, you Northwestern to, in 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 radio TV, you had to have the tape. Yeah. Desk, you had to run it. You almost had to splice the tape. And I had to
1: do that. And piece to, it yeah. together. Yeah, tape it and together.
0: Tape, <laughs> the yeah. tape. Oh, you had to tape a tape of the tape. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. It sounds crazy, especially like if you're like twenty, you're like, "What the hell is a tape?"
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is how <laughs> we used to watch. Well big say? I, I let my tape rock to my tape pop. People yes. don't even remember, remember tape pops. You know, tape oh, pop man. man. Yeah, it was like, dang, like, and it was your it was oh, your favorite, and you would un like. un. Take the whole cassette yeah. apart, yeah. Put it back together, yeah. like yeah, man. Editing,
0: yeah. like editing, right now is man. I'm not saying it's 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 easy because it can still be nuanced, yeah. but the things you can do right now, yeah, is in Premiere Pro yeah. or Final it, Cut. Final Cut, yeah. like yeah. if you could if you would have showed this to people 25 years ago, they'd, they'd been like, like get a, the hell hey, out of they here. They
1: think he was a wizard, a yeah. sorcerer, you some sort. you <laughs> et or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, man, that that was the thing. And back in the day, man, like you know, um, the editing editing was just editing was just a thing. And I was learning mm-hmm. because what happened was, um, and everything that I've done in the industry was because I was I, my hand was forced to learn it.
0: But I I think that that's an interesting place to be in, and we kind of were talking about that too. Just mm-hmm. like having the willingness and courage to do it, because mm-hmm. it takes yeah. a lot of courage. Because a lot of us. Don't go there because we're afraid of failure. But Definitely. if we embrace the learning opportunity, you learn that you, there's no such thing as failure because you're always going to learn.
1: Not at all. You everything that you do is going to be a win.
0: So what? What do you think gave you that courage to just have the 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 to have the you know confidence to do this? Because what you were embarking on was stuff that even to this day people twice your age now don't do
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i think for the most part it was the only thing that really kept my attention um Mm. because i didn't i didn't know i didn't know anything else to do you Mm. know what i mean like i mean i used to draw and stuff like that but it was like man nobody wants to sit down and draw and at the end of the day this was i fell in love with it because i was able to just meet so many different types of people every every day was different Every day was good or bad. You get to know people, you learn people, you experience experiences, you travel, you do all these things, man. And it was just like, yo, I get paid to meet people. You know what I'm saying? I get paid to work with people. I get paid to build relationships with people.
0: So let's 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 put a let's put like as they say, like a pin in that right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Get paid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When does it transition where you're starting to make money from these projects?
1: Mm. Man, I didn't make money from the projects for a long time. Um, Hilarious but, but it
0: be like that though. It, it, man, it, 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 Especially bro, in this game
1: We didn't even We didn't even know Who to give it to So we can make money We just made a movie mm-hmm. We're in Detroit Okay
0: so let's stop there You yeah. got a movie yeah. <laughs> Let's say movie number two You yeah. finished Project 313
1: Okay there we go What
0: do you What do you do with this project You got something
1: So uh, You know I'm gonna tell you uh, uh, In Love With Us went on the back burner You know what I'm saying Because mm-hmm. it just wasn't edited And you know what I'm saying It was just like Yo we mm-hmm. don't really know Got heavy what to do with it, but it was Project ambitious,
0: 3. but now you're learning, like we say, you, you fell forward. That's one of the John Definitely. Maxwell concepts. Definitely. But like it's like, oh, should have did this, should have did that, didn't yep. Yep, 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 yep. next time we know all of this.
1: Yep. So then so then Project Room Three uh comes along and um and uh we get kind of like we finish it up uh and get a get a deal with um um Bungalow Universal. So uh Bungalow Bungalow Universal says, um, okay, cool, which was a subsidiary of uh, Universal Records, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, on the video end. And they were like, Yo, cool, okay, we'll take it and we'll distribute it. We're gonna distribute it. Like, okay, so you hear that and I'm sure you like popping champagne. Oh man, we like, what? Like we getting it's gonna be in Walmart. So it start turning up in Walmart. We can go buy it in Walmart, we can do all these things. So this is the caveat to that. Cool, y'all gave us Project 313 and we're we're we signed it and we're gonna go ahead. So let's let's
0: stop at we signed it because mm-hmm. before then, especially like being young and independent, paperwork usually ain't never all that tight. No. Shout out mm-hmm. my attorney Stephanie Hammish, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But what paperwork did you have leading up to that for everybody in cast and crew and all of that? So
1: nothing, I mean, it, it was, was handshake just deals, yeah, it was just the excitement of doing something at yeah, that point in time, like we, ain't, we didn't even care at this point we mm-hmm. just wanted to be like we we kind of went in knowing that yeah man it ain't gonna be a good deal but we're gonna be on walmart people okay. gonna see us and then mm-hmm. because the whole game at that particular point in time was making a name for us so we can make money i got so you. we can go and work with other people and people be like oh you the people that did yeah you did oh yeah come we on through. you know we mm-hmm. went to we went to film we had it in film festivals and everything you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we was down there um so then when we finally when we finally got it they say okay cool we gonna go ahead and we are gonna distribute it. So we like, oh yeah, bet. So back in the day, ain't no computers like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's no data like that. Mm. Like it's not like now where you can look at stuff and you can see how many streams and stuff like that. People weren't tracking shit back in the day. It was just kind of like, I mean, you, music had their tracking system.
0: Unless you, unless you independently pressed everything and distributed it, like a. Uh, MC Hammer or Master P or E forty yeah. or something like that. Right. It was right, right. hard to So yeah,
1: we made our yeah, we made our money off premieres, man, four walling it. So, you know, we made our money doing that. But mm-hmm. um when it came to actually getting checks... And then when you say the uh years,
0: the premieres, who was the person that hit you off with that idea?
1: Oh, we just knew that's what we was gonna do. We just knew okay. that So you all we're gonna, gonna put it, it. we gonna go to the uh to the uh movie theater and we're gonna say, Hey, can we show our movie in your theater? And they were like, hmm yeah you got you got a movie and it was like yeah we got a movie can we show it in your theater and they were like yeah you can show it in our theater so just coming about and trying to get everything for them to be able to show it in the theater mm-hmm. uh, you know projectors and stuff like we went through, we were showing our movie in theaters when they were like yo we got a projector and we don't even know because we haven't you know what i'm saying we mm-hmm. don't know we got to get a different type of projector to play your movie you know what i'm saying yeah. like up you bring us the DVD player and we'll plug it into our projector that's mm-hmm. how they weren't equipped for independent films back in the day because they yeah. just didn't have anybody bringing them on mm-hmm. so we will we will make money doing that so when we got the when we got the deal we were celebrating but what we didn't know about the deal was number one there's no way to track it yeah it's independent movies how mm-hmm. many independent movies is out in 2000 and what I don't know five or something whatever whenever we did yeah. it not two thousand seven. Not many. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Not many enough for somebody to build a company and say we're going to track independent films because all the films yeah. was coming from the big, the big, big production big houses, houses yeah. and they owned everything. So they knew how mm-hmm. much they were selling. They were keeping their own records. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But they weren't keeping our records because nobody cared. So when they did that, it was like, okay, how many are we selling? What they did was they'll press up ten thousand copies. Yeah. And if they got rid of ten thousand copies. They got rid of ten thousand copies because Walmart and big bigger uh, places would just buy the copies up. Yeah, they would. They couldn't return them back, so it would mm-hmm. just be like you got. And then it was co-signment too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So whatever they sent out, they probably didn't get paid for it, or they probably did get paid for it. We don't know. Cause who knows book. exactly anything about that? So out. so what happens is how they would determine number one films is. Whoever asked for them and whoever we sent out, how many we shipped out, not how many we sold. So if it was like a movie and they'd be like, yo, we sold a million copies. You probably didn't sell a million copies. You just shipped out a million copies.
0: It's so funny that you are breaking this down. It's uh, one of my favorite jobs that I tell people that I learned so much about the music industry Mm. was working at Harmony House and that right there. Mm -hmm. That's why if people pay attention, like, I mean, it happens kind of right now through the streaming services. Like, uh, so artists would have ship platinum yeah. so it'd be so weird because yeah. i would like so like i remember specifically one of those britney spears albums came out and they mm-hmm. said yeah that's gonna be and i'm looking at the notes and they're like that's Projected gonna be the numbers. number one that's gonna be the number one album in the country right and i'm like for real how the hell they know it's gonna be the number one album in the country it the and it's two one. weeks out? and it's like yes because it was at every end cap we mm-hmm. we we stocked so many of those britney spears albums i want to say that harmony house we bought maybe 600 copies of it Mm. and this is how it will work actually i'm gonna take it a step further for Mm. the people listening about the music industry and this was with as we call them the physical the physical copy yep yeah we buy 600 of those britney spears albums Mm -hmm. Uh, we probably only within three months would sell 120 of them Mm. we would package up the other 480 and Mm. ship it back to universal or 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 BMG or whatever group she was with. Mm -hmm. And then we start really picking what we knew we wanted. So now it's like, okay, let's buy 10 Bob Marley albums, 10 Cat Stevens albums, 20 Redman albums. Right. Then we start really buying what we know. Right the people at that store would want. Right, right, right. And it right. would be times, like I remember during the, the time I was working there, the Norris Barkley album came out. Mm-hmm. But we had a shipping order of only having in stock five of those Narles Barkley albums. Mm-hmm. That Narles Barkley album uh, over like seven months, sold out every day because mm. people were calling right. and they it was requesting. Right. We could have sold a shitload more of them, right, right. but it didn't even matter because the machine yep. did not buy into yeah, yeah, To Believe it, yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so and and that's to say, like I said, they would just ship them out, and uh, I don't know if they shipped them back. But what ended up happening is, so we would go and we'd be like, "Yo, where the money at?" So yeah. this is the thing. Sure. Sure. What happens is we pressed up everything, Mm -hmm. so whatever money came in, that money went to us pressing it up. Mm -hmm. That money went to print and advertising. Yeah, that money went to us creating the DVDs and buying the jewel boxes and getting Mm -hmm. the papers. So before, so the
0: production in you covered. So that's how you all had to make your money.
1: Yeah, that's how we had to make money. But Mm -hmm. when you already when you signed the deal and you signed the deal and you already fifteen thousand in the hole because they got to press up the DVDs. Yeah. You gotta wait till you out of that fifteen thousand.
0: And this is the what you just talked about is how a lot of other music artists. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. let, let me tell you guys this. I mean, it's kind of like a, a rock in a hard place. So like yeah. a Britney Spears, when we ship back those four eighty, even though they swapped it out and that's gonna go in some universal warehouse. Right. The artist is still charged. Yeah. For, for the, the press. full press. Yeah. Yeah. Even if the artist did not agree to like, okay, why the hell are we sending this much there Definitely. when it's only going to be projected to probably sell 50? Definitely. Just print up 50 and send them to them. Definitely. It don't matter because yeah. the machine press up, is man. the machine.
1: Yeah, they already press it up. So so what yep. ended up happening with that whole thing is we actually sued them. Mm. And they were like, cool, you can sue us, but we are going to give you no money. But you have all these goddamn DVDs we got in stock. <laughs> and they shipped okay. us all our DVDs. Okay. So they shipped us a, shit, man. I was a trunk load of DVDs and yep. and DVDs and uh and um um uh, uh soundtracks. Mm-hmm. So at that particular point in time, all we did was really just sit on them, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at that I mean, at that particular point in time when we got it and they gave it back to us, y'all didn't really like,
0: have the 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 machine in house to work like what you said. It's like that's like guerrilla marketing of doing it like MC Hammer yeah. or, or, or E-40 yeah. and those yeah. relationships yeah. 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 with the record stores. Mm-hmm. And then co-signment, for people that don't know what co is, co-signment mm-hmm. is basically I am a store owner. Mm-hmm. Darren has a product, whether it be like uh, a T-shirt, mm-hmm. a CD, or a DVD. Mm-hmm. And he says, all right, this is what I'm going to do. You, we'll co-sign, meaning mm-hmm. I'm going to leave these 10 shirts here. Right. My shirt, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I need back ten dollars off of all these shirts. I
1: don't care how much, you sell them.
0: and I don't care how much you sell yeah, them yeah, for. Right, but right. give me back my ten dollars. Right. My suggested retail price is X, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know. And now you come, you call. Hey, did you sell any? Did yeah. you move any? Yep. Did you did you not yep. move any? Yep. And then you know when you smart, you got a cousin that like goes and, and mm-hmm. tries to buy some too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, but right. you need to have a. a, a, a you gotta have a strategy to go about co-signing.
1: But and this is again, we don't know nothing about our strategy. We in Detroit. Yeah, we don't know. We just know we just we just made a movie, man. We don't know yeah. anything about a strategy. We don't know nothing. And distribution but, and, and so yeah. The, yeah. But making that particular movie. So in order for us to promote that particular movie, we made music videos with the people who was in it. You know hmm. what I'm saying? Um, Big Hurt, uh, uh, Nia, um, and it was a. Uh, I think those are the only two, really. Mm-hmm. So. I was never trying to get into doing music videos. Never. It was just wasn't something I wanted to do. That, wanted that's to how I met you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something I just wasn't going to do. So, uh, but what happened was, everybody was like, yo, those music videos is crazy. Yeah. Like, what? What is happening yeah. here? So it was like, oh. So now I'm like, and then oh, it was this, like this like is a, the opportunity.
0: And then it was, and then around that time was like a, a big, I mean, For everybody watching, also, if you're young, you're like, what the hell, a music video? Okay, you all watch them on YouTube. Yeah. And really, they're more like, it's different. Like, it it was really taken off. And then it was an underground, Mm -hmm. independent Mm -hmm. music video scene in Mm -hmm. Detroit that Mm -hmm. was taken off with, like, Seven Mile to Bel-Isle. Yeah. Uh, so you had, you had on the move you with had, Mr. Mall yeah, yeah, you had Pirelli. Yeah.
1: You had that. You had uh, you had uh Cheddar Boys. Detroit Day.
0: Rap TV. Yep. Yeah, Detroit, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You yep. had. Uh, and, and shout out to Al Nuke and all the stuff. He doing Nuke definitely.
1: TV. Yep, yep. Um, All of them was on Comcast cable.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. definitely and definitely then uh, slots. Uh, yep. Exactly. So yep. you had all these different shows. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that they, you can put your video. On.
1: Yeah. 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 So it was it was it was it was it was, a, it was an infrastructure that. People were not just making videos, but now they can get you know what I'm saying, hood famous. By, oh, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous.
0: If it wasn't for the count that dope, count my dope money, oh, song, yeah, I KD, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: man. So, at uh, uh, uh Street L- yeah, Street Lord yeah. L- Wine, I think they shot that and they were like, yeah. yo, yeah, yeah, so it was a thing. So, at that particular point in time, it was only a couple of us doing it. I think it was Boudin, it was me. It was Al Profit. It was uh, on the higher end. It was, um, 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 ha. How I forget his name. How hi, I forget his name. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, but he was doing more so like Eminem and Eminem uh, videos. Oh.
0: I know he did. Uh, I know who you're talking about. My mind is slipping me. He did the Rock City uh, Race 5-9 yes. video too. Uh, G- I'm forgetting his name. But yeah, I know exactly who you're no, talking about. Hi, cause hi, the him, the, the him. Rock City video was, yeah. as yep. much as the song didn't really take off, that video shoot over the four days was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. damn near like a Detroit rapper mm-hmm. uh
1: I don't know, like it. It was Anthony it was Garth. an experience. Anthony Garth, yeah, yes. I don't know how I forgot it, but uh, yeah. And who else was it? uh Who was doing it at that particular point in time when we were doing it? Nuke was, was shooting a couple videos here and there too. Yeah. Um. Uh. Man, I want to say, I want to say at the at that time that was probably everybody. Yeah, I saying? mean, who it was a, it was
0: a close knit, like you know, because it. It went big, like, yeah. you need a video because yeah, you yeah. had outlets for yeah, 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 the yeah, videos. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know
1: Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I was one of the main ones. Like, if you didn't go to Anthony Garth, then you'll come to me.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's how it was yeah. like Darren doing everybody. Yeah, yeah, saying? yeah, like, man. Darren, they like, got to talk to Darren, 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 Darren. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah. damn, how much money you need to do shoot a video with Darren? Like, man, he my G, but you may be looking yeah. at about
1: <laughs> you may be looking at about five bands. Yeah, He's like, yeah, damn, that's, five bands, and that's what it was, man. And the thing was, it was crazy because you know what I'm saying. Like all the music videos I did, man, wasn't that I knew of. It was hardly anybody who was like dissatisfied with what I did because I was making videos like, like, prom dresses, bro. And when mm-hmm. I say that, like, everyone had his own specific look. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't cookie-cutting videos, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You told me, I wrote it down, we got it, you know what I'm now, saying? Now,
0: over this, this is like some old Mr. Miyagi because it also sharpens your film yeah, skills, definitely, too.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. You
0: know, like, when did you start noticing that, like, damn, like, I can... Try this here, try that there. Like, how did how did you start noticing that this is also
1: strengthening your film skills and a decent revenue stream too? So, so it wasn't even shooting the videos when you go into film. It wasn't about shooting it because how many how many music video people do you know that actually makes a a prominent transition in the film? Not many.
0: Not no. Nah, nah, not many. Not many.
1: Because the thing was film. I mean, like music videos is like. You do it You don't have to have any continuity You don't really even have to communicate The only person you really have to talk to Is the artist mm. You know what I'm saying Oh I need this I need this from you This and that and the other mm. They ain't flubbing lines They ain't gotta know no lines mm. They know they song You Shit they can come there. Half half out of their mind. Just as so long as we can get you in in the shot and you. It definitely you was a lot of and, and rapping the camera. Yeah, it yeah. Was a, it was you, a you lot was of
0: a lot of green
1: clouds. Defin- <laughs> definitely, definitely. But you know what? I'ma honestly say, man, like when I was doing music videos, man, people didn't come like fucked up on my sets.
0: Oh man, that's a, that's that's like great I didn't respect. have yeah,
1: I didn't have that's that. Great respect. And and, and you know why? because like you said the cost it was a five thousand you you know it's so, you know, so weird yeah. it's,
0: it's like yeah the cost is like we ain't about to be in here uh, playing around so there was there was, was ready. there was
1: with, they yeah. was ready on point, yeah. like me, like, all right, Darren, what you need me to do? Yeah, if it was
0: the like, $100 video, they'd have been. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, it's a party. It's a it's $100 party. They'd have showed, they showed up tomorrow, like, Definitely. hey, can we shoot it tomorrow? Definitely. It <laughs> wasn't, a, it wasn't a, you know, you got your late people, but it wasn't like, yeah, you know, yeah. people was like, people was actually like, yo, bro, don't do that. We got to finish this, you know. So it was mm-hmm. really it was really respectful throughout my whole career of doing music videos. Like, I've never had mm. any too many run-ins or arguing you know what I'm saying it just yeah. wasn't that way because I didn't carry myself that way either to be sitting here arguing I just want you to get what you want you know what I'm saying because I was a fan of the mm-hmm. art so sharpening sharpening my skills into going into a um, film it's more so just like the repetition of what you'll need because at the time I had all types of shit man I had cranes I had so and it wasn't necessarily about sharpening skills it was about how do I use this to make more relationships Hmm. So what I did was and why people hired me is because I was the one bringing out big lights. Yeah, I was the one that made it look like it's supposed to look when you're shooting a music video. I wasn't just bringing out a camera. I was hiring crews to come and set up lights and do this. And yeah, so people, it looked good for the rapper as well when I yeah. was doing it. But it also allowed me to make relationships with production houses that rented the lights, the editing bays, that did that hmm. did all that. And they knew me because I want to say I was the only black kid coming out there to rent their equipment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was the only one who would go out. I mean, I would go out there and rent so often. That people would go out there and they would be like, "Oh, what you want the Darren, Darren Brown package, Hilarious. which is like Kino flows, uh, like a couple of Kino flows, a, a, a dolly that you can push, a doorway dolly, uh, and it was a, and it was like uh, two two Kino light kits, you know what I'm saying? Because that's right. really all you needed when you were shooting the video. Because mm-hmm. we wasn't, you know, like the video is a lot more complicated now. Now they got the lights to smoking. Yeah. We wasn't doing. We shooting street videos, man. Yeah." You know what I'm saying? And I was just glorifying, I mean, making it look glorious with the slow motion, with the, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because people was like, yo, what what is this? Like, it's slow motion. It look cold. It's dope. So that's why, that's what really made me sharpen the skills. It was more so sharpening the skills of having relationships because people don't understand when you're in movies and you're a director, it's not about saying action and that's it. You have to maintain relationships across the board, you got to make sure all the people that you work with is in a comfortable space for them to work on their craft. Because when people get uncomfortable, sets get uncomfortable and they fall apart. Mm-hmm. So my thing was going into it and learning how to work with the difficult person. Yeah. Learning how to how to uh, identify that, it's not that they're difficult, it's that they're either afraid or uncomfortable or they don't know if they're that's doing deep. well. That's deep. And, <laughs> and
0: and and you're right. I mean, being a director, it, it's a unique position. Mm-hmm. I, I've never sat in that. I've witnessed it through my sister and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I remember when my sister shot a movie, I was like, damn, you got all these people working for free? Because mm-hmm. that's the other angle, too. It's mm-hmm. going to be an independent filmmaking it's definitely a budget, it's, but money is scarce. Yeah, yeah. So, like, who's paid and who's not paid and keeping that energy high, making sure that the food is on tight, uh, on, on tap and, mm-hmm. and on deck and that mm-hmm. don't, you know what I'm saying, like, the fifth extra down, don't eat 45 chicken wings. Right, and right. A- exactly. Everybody else can't, exactly. you know, because exactly. the main actor may, you know, you may reshoot something 25, 30 times exactly. and that main actor mm-hmm. ain't ate in... Yeah yeah yeah. And and you that, you in there saying One more let's do let's do one more. Let's let's try this one more time. And one more issue. one more time.
1: Yeah 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 yeah. Time management is the biggest issue with mm-hmm. uh what we do. So, you know what I'm saying? Just making sure that uh and like I said, working with rappers uh, back in the day, um, you know, you you get first of all when you're a director, you get different personality from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know that you know uh, you gotta do, you gotta be big when you do certain things. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The rappers had to be big, but like I said, when you talk to people and you realize, oh, okay, like all of them, I want, I want girls there, and it's yeah. like we bring girls, and the rappers shy around the girls, and it's like <laughs> no, but you rapping about bitches and and doing this to them and stuff, and it's like the girls would literally have to be like. You can touch me. It's okay. Hilarious. And I'm like, yo, yeah, you got to if you Hilarious. wanted to look. Y'all look, you look awkward, bro. Like, get it you get look it, look awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Okay. Also, things. this is a classic misnomer that most people, rappers, like I tell people often as a rapper myself, we're, it, rappers are nerds because they're playing with words all the time and they're not and they're, and they're like some of the rappers I mean, are some of the rappers they act tough and they act like they these big time players but in reality a lot of rappers are just nerd dudes they just because playing with the words and you definitely got to be intelligent and what i stuff out is not the character no. they're portraying yeah. in the song
1: so so with that being said What happens along the way I don't want to make it a rapper talk But what ends up happening is They become a prisoner of their own ego after a while Yeah You know what I'm saying Like the character they betray They start believing in that character More than they believe in themselves In a lot of cases So then you have an issue You know what I'm saying Yeah So I realized that And I got out of it quickly Yeah I couldn't do no more You know what I'm saying Mm. Because I don't want to be sitting here arguing If I'm asking you to do And you telling me Do you know who the fuck I am Yeah, and it's like, hey, man, and it was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it no more. I'm getting older, and then after a while, man, it just was like, I'm not going to be going in the
0: direction that you want to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. First of all, I you have to you have to give up something in order to get something else. You know, you can't opportunity costs definitely. Mm -hmm. And and then number two, they start getting younger, start being kids, start you know what I'm saying. We want to do more of this, we want to do more of that, and it was just kind of like. Okay, man. Like, and you're not that as I
0: connected. Whereas, like, we we in that you know, big Herc is still a big homie of us, but yeah. he's still in the ilk of you know where we come from. Right. KdZ in the ilk of where we come from. Right. Stretching the right. ilk of where we come right. from. Right. Whereas a cat like uh, you know, forty two Doug. Yeah, I'm saying like it's definitely because we we all from the same crib. Definitely, it's definitely. it's it's stuff we relate to, but yeah. culturally it's just
1: different. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I can't I can't give forty two Doug. What he wants because I don't know what culturally you're not on the yeah, pulse yeah, would be like shooting,
0: it'd be like shooting a video for for uh you know for, for David Ruffin yeah, or something yeah, yeah, exactly, like I don't I was, yeah, yeah culturally, was, I'm disconnected from what you do.
1: I was recently on a shoot that I had to do a commercial for um and uh all the rappers was there uh-huh. and uh, I had to shoot them uh, singly doing a commercial for a radio station yep, so um now for me, man, my son 21 years old. So I'm literally walking around here like, all right, young man, I need you to do this, this, and that, and the other. And I'm kicking yeah. it with you and this, that, and the other. Because I don't know none of y'all. Yeah. So everybody else is like, oh, that's such and such. And I'm just like, all right, what's your name, man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. But what's so funny about it is I'm asking what their name is. And some of them is give me their government name. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, because people always try to get down on the younger generation. It's like the younger generation is as respectful as uh I mean, shit, we was more disrespectful than the generation now because they understand how the internet works. They understand how to be smart and then uh be this rapper at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, we see this, but when you actually have a one-on-one with them, you realize like, yo, they're they're emotional beings. They they're doing it for a particular reason. They and sometimes it, they just get caught up in it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, that that like I said, when I stopped doing music videos and you know, I still do some every once in a while. If somebody back in the day call and be like, "Yo, D, I'm on the call. I need you, you." Yeah, then I'll do it. But for the most part, man, it's, that's it's, not it's, it's when,
0: where where a lot of your time is. So, hmm. what what bounced you back in? Let's talk about that. And then you got a big project coming up yeah. now. Yeah. Hence, you was like, "Hey, let's do this interview now, and mm-hmm. we're gonna time this around the time." Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this project, yeah. but. What bounced you back in? What was that project uh, that bounced you back in the game, and how did you come in with with like a new understanding from from the time? And I know you were still working, but what was it that said, "All right, I'm, I'm going back into filmmaking exclusively"?
1: Um, man, so it, it was ne- it was it was never a time where I was like, like where it
0: switched back like that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was
1: never a time where I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna just do movies." I mean, mm-hmm. it was a time more recently. Um, but it was never a. Cause I always, you know, like I would work, I wouldn't have to work for two years cause shit was good. Yeah. And I had to work for three years cause yeah. shit ain't Slow good down
0: a little bit. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I was all, but I was always an optician. So I always made decent money. You know what I'm mm. saying? And I was always able to just find a job and be back and forth. So, um, hold on one second. So with that being said, um, um, I, I would do I would do that. And coming back to it was. Well, let me let me start. I'm sorry. Start I'm sorry. So um, coming back to it was like always easy in spurts
0: because your passion is deep in there yeah,
1: exactly but i would i would i would wear myself out because people mm. will wear me out
0: and, and when you talk that's i guess the other part of being in a position like a director because you're feeding off of so many personalities because mm-hmm. as much as you're keeping the cast in the same zone keeping the crew in mm-hmm. the same zone may mm-hmm. be just as difficult because mm-hmm. the crew can get in you know they can get emotional too or or
2: well, and, you know, in a- another
0: zone, and you know, people. I've seen, I've been on sets mm-hmm. of music videos and, mm-hmm. and real film where I've seen a light guy leave or mm-hmm. audio tech leave, mm-hmm. and then the director just tries to play it like, "Look, we still gonna be good." You know what I'm saying? You know, he wasn't right, so you know, let's keep this energy. And something like that mm-hmm. could be a, a, You know
1: yeah, what I'm yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, and that's the thing. Like, what happens is people don't realize. Like, sometimes you get, you sometimes you just get, you just get tired. Mm-hmm. you know different personalities and all these other things and then i had other things that I, I had other things that was going on too because you know i would do like uh the charity event for the refinement group and stuff like that yeah. so i always had something going on that didn't yeah. ha that afforded me uh that afforded me uh that afforded me the luxury of saying no to people yeah you know what i'm saying and that's a heck
0: of a that's a heck of a luxury yeah. um being an entrepreneur mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to 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 be able to turn something down
1: yeah yep yep so i was i was blessed in that way because i didn't have to take money from somebody that i know was going to give me an issue
0: and then let me say this too to people also when you start turning people down it's so weird <laughs> they kind of pursue you more. It's kind of like the 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 girl that diss you. It's like damn, now she now yeah. she a little finer. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it 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 sets the stage a little bit more if you do engage because yeah. now it's like nah, let me refer it's you a, to this a, person. And then it's they a be like, sword, I don't want that person. Yeah, yeah. I want you.
1: Yeah, no, you know yeah. What I'm saying? And, and more and that happens a lot. But it's a double edged sword because you can say no to somebody and they be like, what?
0: Yeah, you know who I am.
1: <laughs> and it's like yo. you know what i'm saying so for me being in movies is a comfortable bubble because you know what i'm saying but even even then man like even then uh certain situations can uh rear his ugly head and you can uh you know what i'm saying things can happen and you know that's just that's just because you can't you can't gauge like i had to post something the other day like people say oh darren don't like me and it's like but i don't know you so you know what i'm saying And when you see me you know the energy. As long as it's about film, the energy is always going. And, and you
0: and you've definitely have enough of a of a presence in what I call in, in in everything with Detroit filmmaking, mm-hmm. where your presence looms, where people know of you, yeah. and, and definitely people speak of you that you have no idea who this person is. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes when people say stuff about me, and it's like, dude, I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm (laughs) also,
1: I'm also one of those guys, like, I'd be embarrassed if I don't know you. Like, when people Uh, be like, what's up? And I'd be like, Hey, they just be like, "Hey, Darren, you know this?" And that's it's the like,
0: difference between me and you. I'll have a whole conversation, like, "What up, dude And yeah, then I yeah. throw out some filler questions to be like, "How your people and them doing?" Yeah, Y'all still yeah, out west, yeah, yeah. and then but, it's like, I, see, I, "But that, that's know.
1: that's my whole situation." Like, I love I love communicating. I hate talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's why you a writer. Yeah, yeah, man. I love communicating. I hate talking. That's like, why you a writer. Yeah, I can't talking is exhausting to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But when we, when we, when we're discussing something of substance, something like yeah. film, like I can literally talk to somebody for an hour about film, yeah, and literally five minutes about nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause that's yeah. all I want. it's is so? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. The, going going into it, uh. I was going back and forth because, like I said, I would get tired. I would, yeah. you know, people would be like, "Oh," and then I would Damn. do a movie, and for a long time, I just stopped doing. I just stopped doing it. Number one, I had to get my family in order.
0: And that's what I was gonna say because yeah. I mean, when you when you dive deep into these creative entrepreneurial projects, mm-hmm. like even with what Detroit is different, and people still come up to me like, "What is Detroit different?" Detroit yeah. is different, and it's like. I'm still d- defining what this is, but it takes mm-hmm. a heck of a team of, like, supportive family mm-hmm. and friends to know that, like, you may grind, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially, like, with these bigger projects. You right. may spend, you know, and people, you know, it's a classic American phrase. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah. But are you really busy? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the little bits and pieces that sometimes you look up, you know, especially like filming. (laughs) Like when my cousin Lumumba, when he says, yeah, this probably going to be an 18 hour day. You'd be thinking, man, it's not going to be no 18 hour day. It's like,
1: no, it might be a 20 hour day just because he said 18. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Because when
0: you're in the editing floor. Nothing's worse mm-hmm. than when you got that idea, like, "Damn, I wish I'd have got that one shot that yep. I knew it'd have been yep. perfect." Because yep. 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 you can't get the light, person, the, the class, the crew, <laughs> yeah. just for one yeah. extra shot. You can't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's and that's another thing, man. And, and thank thank God that my wife is very supportive in a way Congratulations. that uh, when I say when I say I'm going for two weeks, or she say, "Oh, it's movie time." She know that she won't see me and I still come home, go to sleep, but she knows she won't see me because I'll be in at in some cases two, uh, and be back on set like seven or eight. Yeah. More, you know what I'm saying? Because you
0: as a director, you have and then as an independent director, you're more than a director. You're yeah. like a director slash executive producer.
1: And I know I, I am very much because of that, you're, so. you're, <laughs> yeah.
0: you're 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 you're. A lot of it's your cash. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not your cash, even mm-hmm. if it's investors cash, mm-hmm. you're the person that people are looking for. Yeah, As yeah. It, it, you know, when somebody, you know, if, if Detroit is different, funds the next Darren Brown project, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to hear anything about, well, you know, my man ain't come to set on time. I'm Never like, that. Darren, I don't know who the hell my man is. I know you.
1: Definitely. <laughs> definitely. man. But you know what? And my investors, my investors, man, you know? I've been blessed to have my family that's good man investors. I mean and even and when I say family literally my brother you that's know what good. I'm saying but literally when I say family like my friends that that's has good been like, and believe in the thing. that the vision do, like, been seeing you since yeah since yeah exactly, four, exactly. Yeah. so but for the most part like it's fair because I allow them to go ahead and because we're just at, we're just at a part in our in, I'm at a part in my career I'm at a part in my life where it's like now I'm allowing people to give me money mm-hmm. um, but not too much I got you. Um, because before, I didn't know how I was going to give people money back, like for sure, for sure. And
0: let me say this too: um, for for all the creative people watching, I, I had this talk with a lot of people because I've had investors give to Detroit. Is different and different projects that I'm doing. And let me say this: because I'd love to give to something that you're doing. Like mm-hmm. sometimes. We like giving because your passion and you going through with it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is almost like maybe where I stopped short at something creative that I
1: didn't Mm -hmm. do, right? right, And
0: just it coming to fruition, Right, right? Like sometimes I think we get lost in the in the in the crowdfund. You know, you yeah. get the, the ticket here and to that. Like, man, I don't care about all of that, right, man. Right, right. I just want to see it made, man. Yeah, yeah, here go, sure. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've given to to this, that, and the other, but this is something that's real independent and it's feeding the mm-hmm. ecosystem mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. other Detroit mm-hmm. artists and mm-hmm. other Detroit uh, crew, mm-hmm. uh, like actors and crew and yeah. gaffers, and yeah. and you giving experience to people. Like, that's money to me, as far as I'm concerned. That right. helps the whole artist community of Detroit.
1: Yeah. But what I will say is, even even in my journey, man, like, I still I still try to do something that gives back uh-huh. um, to the filmmaking community, and that's the Detroit Filmmaker Awards. Mm-hmm. So I do that, and that's my nod to, to everybody to say, yo, y'all doing a great job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we do that, and then plus, man, it's always good to be recognized, man, for your great work. So yeah. I wish those are the things that I'm implementing to to keep motivating everybody to keep doing what they doing, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been just a, a great journey for me. I'm very comfortable in where I landed, you know what I'm saying? Where I will continue to grow. Um, you know, everybody is, it's all love for everybody, man. I don't have, but then again, you know, I don't really, People respect the things that I say, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's the internet, so you know. Sometimes I can get on there and I can Facebook too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But for the most part, man, it's just been a, a great experience, a great journey. And any time that you can honestly, like, you know, take care of your family and your time is yours. Man, like you, you've you've done you've done good. You know? Yeah, I mean? man.
0: Autonomy is power. Yeah. Which yeah. which brings us to before we get to the close, I got yeah. classic Detroit's different questions. But what's the new project?
1: Oh, so the new project is Dimes, man, which is a. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful, great film, man. And we we cut the trailer, and the trailer is it. It looks like a it looks like actually a caper, you know, three young ladies setting people up to uh to rob them. hilarious. But one of the things is they they terrible at it. Number one, they're not, they're not good at it. And number two, they just all going through problems of their own uh-huh. within the movie. So you know, it looks like a drama, shoot them up, bang bang. But to be to be honest, man, it's really a heartfelt movie about these three women that just can't can't get it right on on no end
0: so it's not set it off it's like no it's not set. it, it was it, like it was like try to set it off but end up
1: yeah it's not the, set. It, <laughs> the best way the best way that i can that i can uh describe it is um oh man what was the one movie man when they was out robbing banks uh they were out robbing banks uh uh uh-uh, no 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 that, that's serious it was comedy where the, the um, husband and the wife was out robbing people Oh, oh, her, uh, yeah. fun with
0: Dick and James. I with, think, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. Jim so Carrey yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's her name, Taylor Leone. And,
1: and, and this is this is their thing. I mean, they're in robberies, arguing with each other, yeah, trying to hilarious. keep it together. Robbing people they know just to get the practice going. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So it's it's a lot of fun with this. And I was just so excited, man, working with uh Sierra, Nick's and Hoops, man. Like their chemistry. Mm-hmm fucking phenomenal that's dope. like you don't like when you see it you be like yo they've been hanging out with each other like,
0: and, and and also i guess uh did you wrote this as well
1: so uh, uh don don bolton wrote it you know what i'm saying okay. I just sister with helping out and sharita sharita cheatham so how did you
0: clen- how did you go about finding um you know like knowing that this was the script and i'm sure it's very exciting for them
1: so so how I knew, so it's a story behind how I knew this was a script. So Don Bolton has been my editor for years on top of years. Okay. Good best friend to me. Anytime I needed anything from this guy, he mm-hmm. dropped what he's doing and he'd do it. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I need you to do this. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. Oh, I need you to do this. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of you. So all the long time where I'm doing films and he's editing them, I'm like, Don, when are you going to do yours? I'ma do it, man. I'ma do it. We we gotta make sure, you know, we get this, that, and the other. He mm-hmm. said, nah. The next movie I make is gonna be your movie. Hilarious. That's dope though. So so he was like, I said, start writing it. Mm-hmm. He was writing it. He said, Man, I got some stuff on paper. I said, cool. He said, Okay, uh, I'm gonna send it to Sarita. So she can tighten it up so it'll get to mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? Sarita tightened it up. They sent it to me. I tightened up a little bit more, um, added a few elements and uh you know it was just like yo man like you you work with a guy man and you see he's he's there for your dream he helping you out mm-hmm. with your shit you have to give something back that's what's up you know what i'm saying like and and his whole thing was he was shy with it i don't know i don't know about it you know what i'm saying like i don't know possibly if i can do it or pull it through or whatever the mm-hmm. hang up was that he didn't do it because he has the talent the know how he has a network to do it. Just didn't.
0: It's coaching him through it's coaching him through his own yeah. apprehension and fear about it. So I said But just getting him out there to play ball.
1: So I said, bro, I'm gonna pull you through this kicking and screaming if this is what mm-hmm. we're gonna do, but you're gonna get your movie done. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be in here, you're gonna we're gonna make money together, we're gonna do all this together. Mm-hmm. So that's when he said, All right, cool, he sent me the script, I got to work. Yeah. Got the producers, got some investors. Mm-hmm. And we start doing it now. He has his film,
0: that's power. Um, how, uh, as far as like with casting and all of that stuff, uh, mm-hmm. how do you go about casting now? How do you know who's the right person for for the film? Um, you it's know, a, do you hook. look for name that do you are you always looking for like okay, we need to have some type of because that's the Hollywood angle, like we need somebody that's a hook that people gonna say, ah, that, so that it's so funny. We got
1: there. two hooks in this, and one of them we don't even promote, which is a uh, Glenn Plummer. Mm-hmm. In this movie, okay. Um, OG Bob Johnson and uh-huh. Hoops, but the movie was bigger. The movie was actually bigger than just the names. Yeah. I just love working with Glenn Plumber because he's always there. And he's always yeah. like, Yo, D, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of like a yo. I mean, he's become such a friend to me. It's like, Man, you know, come on and do this. And he's like put me on a plane, man. I'm there. So, you know, that, um, and I'm a fan of Detroit. Actors and actresses. Like, mm-hmm. I already know who I'm going to work for. I mean, who I'm going to work with yeah. when uh, I'm writing. I already know wow. who I want. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's never a, I wrote something and I'd be like, he'll be good. Hope we can get him. We'll be good. We hope we can get him. It's always somebody in mind mm-hmm. when I'm getting stuff together. And then what happens is, I mean, of course, in true Hollywood fashion, we do try to get who we want for those roles. Yeah. If those roles don't always fall through. Then it's like, okay, now we start shifting. You know what I'm saying, but we can't. I mean, I can't afford it. So it's usually about two people who I might be like, okay, I do want to work with them. Let's put that feeler out. This is mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to call, talk, sit down, have lunch, and try to talk to them and see if they want to be a part of it. Uh, with Dimes, I had I had quite a few people who wanted to be a part of it, but it wasn't a SAG film, and I didn't want to make it a SAG film. I just mm-hmm. wanted to really do it, get it done. And work with everybody. So now,
0: now, so can you explain the difference between a SAG film and non-SAG? So a
1: SAG film? Film, a SAG film is usually like a uni, unionized film mm-hmm. that you you really gotta have your paperwork together. Like they get payroll, uh, insurance, all that stuff. This is what they pay for, and they all have to be on your set. And you're really held by what they say to be the rules. Like you can't mm-hmm. work your you can't work your your actors pass ten hours, you know, time and a half if it is. They have SAG minimum wages, so you know, might be seven hundred dollars a day or whatever. It gets pretty expensive. But with that being said, depending on who you are, somebody might be like, Yo, I want to work with you. You know what I'm saying? Regardless yeah. of the SAG or not, we want to do that. So it's just, it's, SAG is just a uh, you know organization that kind of organizes the uh, the actors, yeah, screen actors, like protects the actors, yeah. from being abused by the production, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so um so uh yeah man but the people who who came on board which is nick sierra and I, and i and i reached out and i called and i said hey you know this that, and the other but sierra has been in two two of my films and she's uh, amazing to work with that's cool uh, nick's turned this out hoops is definitely a uh, uh, great to work with man like cool very humble very want to get the film done like her passion to getting better and wanting to do more it's just like one of those things like wow so then we have demaris harvey who's been in a ton of films um we have uh well, wesley king we have mike bonner we have uh will bennett who's always in one of my films uh a little bro um who else i don't wanna think i'm missing nobody we have the funny in it we have a uh, cordario in it um we have uh making sure and don snipes uh and mm-hmm. joe kelly so those are the individuals that's like cool. the main characters and they've just all played their role to the for,
0: for crew. Who did you select for crew? Do you do you kinda have the same team or do I have you bring in team. new people? I okay. have the same
1: team. Oh, so on Dimes, I dimes the crew was so I did the D I did I dp hmm. and uh and partly direct. Hmm. So um my sound was Tino. Um and Tino is so funny, we went to high school together and he's a sound guy now, a great sound guy. Uh Tino, um uh, lighting. It was a collective effort. So my one of my executive producers, Dion, came and helped. And then we have our unit production manager, which is Rebecca, Rebecca mm-hmm. Shelby. So she gets everybody in order, everything. Then we have dope a dope crew of uh, PAs that worked on it too. So
0: and and, and even when it comes to like stuff, uh, it's so funny. One of my homegirls in LA is big on like wardrobe because mm-hmm. wardrobe becomes big. Oh, especially like let in me not forget. Movie. I'm sorry.
1: I'm so sorry, but let me not forget uh-huh. wardrobe here. Marv Neal styled this movie.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Coldest. Like, just the fashion alone of what everybody's wearing in this movie is going to be like, yo. That's that's cool. Like... Mm-hmm. People like a lot of, I mean, some people seeing it even with the trailer, they were like, Oh, that's cute what she got on, which means I know, you know it's people effective. are paying attention, you know yeah, what I mean? And
0: it, because my homegirl is so funny, like, she does the action stuff, like, so she'll her back seat is always filled with clothes because it's like, Okay, this is yeah. shirt before the fire, yeah, 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 shirt I, I, in the I, middle of the fire, yeah. shirt after the fire, <laughs> shirt, after the fire yeah. shirt after the fire, and he walks through the street for 10 days, yeah. and it's like,
1: Damn, how are you doing this? Definitely, <laughs> definitely, man. And we,
0: and we, like, my continuity. Like, I remember my continuity in my first uh, high school film. It's like the dude was wearing a hat one day. They're not wearing a hat. My teacher yeah, was like, man. Oh, man, <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> they, uh, great job. Great job of actually, you know, pulling it together and making mm-hmm. it work, man. So... I'm really excited about this, man. It's a good story.
0: Congratulations! Um,
1: I appreciate it. Man.
0: How will uh, how will people be able to see it? I'm definitely looking forward to it. So
1: we have uh, we have a, a red carpet uh, November the twenty. I'm um, November. I'm sorry, October the 29th Okay, at uh, Bel Air uh, Luxury Theater. Okay, so um, that's on Eight Mile. Um, you can get your tickets at Eventbrite. You can even call me three one three four five zero two zero four two for tickets. Um, and then after that it'll be dropping on streaming soon after that so cool yeah. cool yeah.
0: and uh and then just last question because in the streaming world and i'm thinking through how how is the streaming money versus the physical copy money do you like it do you not like it is it working streaming. because it's a lot of uh do more content out yeah. there nowadays no
1: physical copies of anything it makes no uh-huh. sense anymore
0: so uh, yeah, I don't even know who has DVD. Players yeah, on the side nobody. Of it. No, yeah. But so, but do you like the streaming money? Is it fair? How how is it working? Money, now?
1: Streaming money is amazing for us. Okay, okay. It's amazing for especially Detroit because we we pretty much have an old genre our, of our. Yeah, home, that's what I was gonna say. Detroit yeah. movies, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It's what, <laughs> so hey. so I mean, it, it's a good it's a good time to be a Detroit filmmaker.
0: And, and then it's it's weird too. Through some of this stuff, I'm seeing. Things like uh, like on Tubi, mm-hmm. not just Amazon Prime, but Amazon no. Prime. It's many Tubi, different Roku, platforms.
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're on our pro- platforms, man, and that brings me. And as people are cutting in, the
0: cord, it's more people I know tapping into this then, stuff.
1: Which brings me to uh, just keep you keep everybody and let you know about Homestead Entertainment, which is uh, one of the founders of Homestead is Dennis Reed from here. Hmm. So okay. it's his own is his own uh, distribution company. Wow, that a lot of us work with so. I mean, we are pretty much under a label, uh, of Homestead and they're doing a great and amazing job of getting our stories, narratives to the people and doing it and doing it and promoting it in a way where it's getting to them. Good. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, shout out to an industry, Homestead Entertainment and, uh, you know, everybody who worked, Dion, Dion Shepherd, uh, you know, Rebecca who's been with me Mm. for a good while, you know what I mean? Um. You know EPs, I appreciate all of them, and uh, you know it's a good time. Like I said, it's a good time to be a filmmaker, man.
0: All right, so classic Detroit is different questions coming at you now. Your very first car, the year, making model, and the year you got it.
1: Oh man, um, uh, 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 uh Renault. Mm. Um. Okay. <laughs> blue. Okay. Uh, ninety. I graduated ninety probably 95 um, my uh, stepfather backed it into a dump truck and I hated it and stopped driving it and then my mother brought me a laser
0: mm. uh, 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 I guess your mom was looking out cause yeah getting two rides when I, when I graduated
1: high school she bought me a Mustang whew. Ah oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah. She was she was working, bro. She was like, "Oh, what? come on. Where
0: was the where is the first place you went when you got your first ride?"
1: First place? Man, where did I go? I don't know, man. Probably just senior albums and stuff. I don't okay. remember. Yeah. All right. Place, yeah. I, I didn't do much. I didn't do a whole lot in that car because I drove it, I actually drove it all the way from Florida here, and by the time it got here from Florida, it wasn't the car that it, that was in Florida. <laughs> and my grandmother gave it to me. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? It, so by the time we got here, you man, put, it probably it yeah. probably didn't go over sixty miles per hour. Or mm-hmm. when it did go over sixty miles per hour, it probably took a good it has, two minutes. It had some,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, some shaking on you. Definitely, shaking on the lodge. Definitely, <laughs> definitely a weight mile. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was the first. One. All right. So, um, so that's question one Second one. You are the DJ at the. After the fireworks, Woodward and Jefferson, you get to play three songs. What songs you playing?
1: Uh Who Man. A change gonna come.
0: Okay. Sam Cook, I'm with that. Uh Zoom. Ah, Commodores. And okay. Uh um Lionel um, Richie Commodores.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. uh Um man. I wanna say ridiculous. Um that's the song i played when uh you know uh i married my wife mm. so that was a, my walk down song okay ridiculous i don't even know raheem devon ah yeah. okay yeah.
0: okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 ridiculous okay yeah. so well that definitely had a sentimental value to your yeah. wife yeah. yeah yeah man everybody like, else yeah, would be like yeah, yeah, okay and very last question um you could rename woodward after 1d trader who would it be and why
1: After one, Detroiter? Yep. Oh, my mom.
0: Mm. Okay. Why?
1: That's my mom, bro. <laughs> that's enough I of a even, reason. I my can't G. even explain it. Like that's that's what it is. My that's mom. Enough man, of a reason. it would be yeah, Dolores, Dolores Franklin. I would make her. I, I would make known. her keep her. I would make her keep her Mary name though, because uh, you know, I'm still a part of my stepfather, So she'd probably be like I'm Brown, but it's like no, Hilarious. Dolores Franklin. Be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I'm
0: sure he would like that too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool, man. Thank you so much. I look to uh, definitely, like I said, the doors are open. You're gonna see yep. some more collaborations. I'm gonna
1: see. I'm to see you at the premiere, man. Uh, definitely that,
0: that. Yeah. and then also just you know more of the people connected to your projects, from crew to cast to mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, these stories need to be told, and yeah. Detroit stories definitely need to get out. I'm glad you came to sit oh, down man. with Thank Detroit. You for it's different,
1: me, man. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. Peace, be Detroit is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today.